0: Welcome back to the Purposeful Impact Podcast. We are on step three of writing your mission statement. In the last two episodes, you learned what the difference in a mission statement and vision statement are, and how you can write your vision statement. So now that you have identified your vision or what you want to accomplish, we'll take a look at writing your mission statement. Your mission is how you will carry out that vision. In this episode, we'll walk through three different exercises that will help you formulate and write your mission statement. So specifically, we'll talk about core values, your unique characteristics, and your motivators. And it is so beautiful to see what people come up with because it is unique to you and to your family. As we go through the process, you may want to pause the episode and work through the exercises right then. It's okay if you want to listen to the whole episode and then go back and do all the exercises at once, but I find it's helpful to do them one at a time. So for whatever way works for you, go for it. At the end of the episode, we will also talk about how to write your mission statement, and I'll provide some guidelines and checklists to help you through the process. Please know that there is not one right way to write your vision and mission statements. But these are simply some suggestions to help you get started and have some ideas so that you're not looking at a blank slate. So let's jump in. Our next step is to define your mission. And so we talked about how your vision is your destination and that is where you want to end up. So that was your what. And your mission now is your how. How are you going to achieve your dream? What route will you take to get there? Gary Collins says that... um, defining your core values is a great place to start. He says, values are foundational beliefs that anchor our lives. The things that matter to us the most, the non-negotiable characters that best describe who we are. They influence everything that we do. Sean Covey in the Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens says that proactive people make choices based on their values. They think before they act. And probably there are times too that you realize that you are acting based on those values, even if you haven't thought about them, because our values at our core, that that is who we are and influences so many decisions that we make. I did not realize until this summer when I was working through some coach training and I was working with a coach, my uh, personal coach. And how many times the words connection and relationship came up, and how those came up in multiple contexts. And I realized, you know, I knew that relationship was important to me. That was my word of the year one year. Um, It's really important. Uh, It's a part of what we do in our family. We really focus on togetherness. And I had not realized, though, that that core value was impacting how I approached my business, um, how I felt fulfilled or not fulfilled. It impacted how we approached our homeschool and partly why I felt some tension whenever my oldest started doing more work on our own because we no longer had that relationship in the same way. We had to redefine and um, find ways to Keep that relationship. So I was no longer reading all of their lessons aloud to them. She was doing a lot more on her own. So we had to find ways to then have that one on one time or that family time at a different time of day, doing a different activity. But I still had to make sure that that was uh, important enough to me that I found a way to make it happen. And now I'm recognizing that when I feel tension, when I'm having conversations with others, when I'm hearing their stories and I'm finding myself um, with tension, I'm thinking, okay, hang on a minute, is this related to relationships? Because it is, I didn't realize how important it is to me. And. Oftentimes the answer is yes. When I am seeing other people miss out on those relationships or when I'm not having the connection and the relationships, I start to feel that tension. And so it's a way for me to be aware of my emotions so that I can then choose my response and be that thermostat. So this is a part of how I'm living out my mission, how I'm achieving my vision, So the next step that we're going to do is to work on your core values. In your workbook, you have a page of values. And what I want you to do is to go through and circle the ones that resonate with you. Which ones do you really identify with? After you've taken that uh, first step through, if you're like me, I'm guessing that you're going to have quite a few circled. And you then have to take some time to really evaluate which ones are the core values. Jim Collins says that a core value is something so central that you would say, even if it's harmful to us, we would still hold on to this value. Even if we had to pay penalties, if we had to punish our children for violating it, Even if we had to deny them something that would bring them pleasure, we would still hold on to it. So look at your list that you have circled and choose your top three to five. If you can get it narrowed down to three, that's even better, but five can be a challenge too. So narrow it down to three to five, and then that will be the first part of the basis of of where we go with your mission statement. The next step, Um, I like this quote from Life Breakthrough Academy. They say that everyone starts out as an original, but almost everyone ends up as a copy of someone else. And, you know, it's so true. We see what others are doing and we try to copy it because, you know, if it's working for them, it must work for us. But I like to think about how every snowflake is different and yet similar. Um uh, snowflake Bentley took thousands of pictures. They have even more sophisticated technology now that they can take pictures of all these snowflakes. And as I look at them, it's like humans. Each one has its own unique signature. And yet, when they all come down together and we have a lot of snow, they all look the same. So they end up working together, but Each one is very unique and in a similar fashion, you could accomplish the same thing, but in a very different way. Um, You could have a similar vision. Uh, A friend of mine, Kristen from Delightfully Feasting has a very similar vision. She has a similar purpose in uh, reaching homeschool parents and helping them and yet how we do it is very, very different. What's really lovely is that we can have conversations about things we're thinking about, about products we might offer, workshops we want to offer, and it could be philosophical, it could be practical, but each of us brings something different to the the table. And as we're having these conversations, neither of us are concerned about the other one taking that idea and um, going to do something with it, because even if we both, implemented the exact same idea, our approaches are different enough that it would be very different. So the question is, how will you accomplish your vision? What makes you unique? And so the next exercise is going to talk to you uh, about your talents and your gifts, your abilities and interests. Uh, What do you like to do? How do you like to spend your time? And so as you work through this exercise, there is a list of talents, abilities, activities, and this is not all encompassing. So you may find more, Uh, look over them, circle what applies to you. Think about, is there something that's not on this list that really expresses how you like to do things? Now, the next step is to identify your motivation. What is your reason for doing something? This varies by person. Some people are intrinsically motivated, some are extrinsically motivated, but your motivation can influence how you accomplish your mission. So what motivates you? On the uh, motivation page, You'll find some questions that will talk about some aspects of motivation and how you've been motivated in the past. And on the back is a list of verbs. And similarly to the core values, I want you to look through it, circle what resonates with you, and then try to narrow that down to just three. And you may be able to accomplish that. You may have to ponder this a little more as you go through your week and see what is resonating with you, and uh, how you want to narrow that down. But that will give you a starting point for then writing your mission statement. All right. At this point, you're probably feeling a little brain dead. Been working hard, but we're about done. This is the last step in the process. The next thing that you're going to do is pull all of that together to write your mission statement. And remember that this is how you will carry out your vision. This is where those action verbs are going to come into play. Oftentimes you can take the action verbs that most resonated with you, add an ING, and that's the starting point for your mission statement. Now, remember that it needs to be broad enough that it encompasses many stages of life for you. And as I was working on this last night, I thought of a great analogy for us. If you've watched The Princess Bride, then you can remember to make your mission statement broad, not narrow, like Inigo Montoya did. His mission in life was to find his father's killer. And once he did, he no longer had a purpose. So we are going to work on writing your mission statement in such a way that You can live it out in many stages and in many settings. And this is an optional step, but if you feel the need to clarify some definitions or to say, to do that, I need to do this. I found that with our homeschool mission statement, I wanted some additional clarity. Knowing what we wanted our children to achieve through our homeschool experience I needed to do some things uh, to make, help us make progress towards that. So this is uh, an optional step that you can do if you need to, but not everybody will need to do this. So I wanted to give you a few examples. Remember that my vision statement was a world where parents and children are developing deeper relationships and working together as a team. So my mission statement is to encourage equip and empower those within my circle of influence to live a triumphant life. And this is how I have approached my business. This is what I do when we're in Sunday school, whenever I'm at a mom's group at church, whenever I'm working with my children, whomever is around me, I want to help them live a full life. For our family, our vision statement was to love and worship God, love and serve others. Now, this is actually a little long, but this is what we initially wrote out whenever uh, we wrote our our family's mission statement, whenever our oldest was two. Um, We said that our family will worship God with our prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness. We will build strong and loving family relationships. We will live a healthy lifestyle, and we will give generously of our time, talents, and resources. Now, keeping in mind this vision statement makes it really simple for us to live that out. I know when we're out and about and I need to make a quick decision, doesn't line up with this vision statement. But when we're making bigger decisions and we're thinking about praying about them, um, discussing them, we'll go back to the mission statement and ask, if we do this, does that line up with our mission statement? So this gives us that route to get there. Mission statements are typically shorter, but this has served us well. So don't be afraid to make it a little longer if you need to. Our homeschool vision statement was that our goal in homeschooling is that our children will leave home equipped and capable of fulfilling God's purpose for their lives. So our mission statement is that we will create a learning rich environment that enables our children to fulfill their God-given purpose at their own pace. And this is where I was talking about that additional clarity. So I said to do that, our children need to have a personal relationship with God, know how to learn and be responsible. So that gives a little more clarity to me about what this mission statement means. I further defined what responsibility or what responsible means to me. And I defined what I need to do to uh, help us fulfill this. I need to be consistent to set a good example and be intentional to train them. So none of that is necessary. That's all additional, but that was additional information that helped me understand what I meant when I wrote this mission statement. But I think even taking this mission statement on its own My children understand what it means. And I don't think they need to know all that additional detail, but that helps me as I'm actually planning our homeschool lessons. So the final step here is for you to write a draft of your mission statement. And uh, here are some of the possible formats that you can use. And you may need to play around with them a little bit. You may try one and decide that it's just not working and you want to try a different one. You may work with one for a little while and then change it up into something, uh, to one of the different formats. As we think about the checklist for this, ideally it would be short, but remember I said our family mission statement is actually a little bit longer than uh, what is typically recommended because having that one sentence mission statement helps you to remember it. I've heard that uh, you should be able to remember it at gunpoint. And I cannot quote our family's mission statement verbatim But I know the basis of it. And having the vision statement to be that short, encompassing phrase allows me to then think about the mission statement in that respect. But it should be easily understood. If your 10-year-old cannot understand it, then it's too complicated. It should be memorable. Um, It should be specific to you. And it should be written as a statement of action. I will do this. Our family will do this. I believe this. So those are all statements of action. So take some time to think about your mission statement. And in a similar way as you found with your vision statement, you probably won't have a final version, but you will have a draft that will uh, help you to get started. Thanks for joining me on the Purposeful Impact Podcast. I pray that today's episode blessed you and that you found encouragement and practical tips. If so, would you share this episode with someone else so that they can be blessed too? I'd also appreciate it if you would take 30 seconds and leave a rating and review in your podcast app. Leaving a review helps other homeschool parents find the podcast and know if it's a good fit for them. Thanks so much for helping to spread the word.